0: what's up you guys uh not sean Rossap here he's he's on vacation uh what happy turkey ha- happy turkey day eve uh it's your boys uh, alex pulowski and uh, uh over here because we don't have we don't we don't even we're this is so slipshod guys we don't even have an actual thing with our names
1: on it. That's right. It, we got empty Twitter handles. Yeah. I'm empty hand Twitter handle B. Howdy, Robert D. Felice. How you doing, Alex? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing here? Uh, we are going to
0: talk about uh, an excellent Turkey Day Eve episode of 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 Dynamite, guys. Uh, get in your uh, your Humper chats at HumperChats.com uh, and also uh, send in your super chats by by uh, the little dollar sign at the bottom of the. YouTube chat we'll uh, we'll read all of them on the air uh subscribe to fifo select while you're at it because that's where uh, Sean is gonna be dropping all the scoops even while he's on vacation this weekend uh, we had a hell of a scoop ski today uh, about uh, somebody on the uh, former Wednesday night War opponent uh who who may who who just decided you know what I'll stick around for two more days um that's a story that uh you guys could find on on fifo select but we are here talk about dynamite yeah. um and uh it started in a in an explosive fashion robert yeah. um because we got we got punk coming out ostensibly to do his his match which uh with the old qt marshall with old q-tip and instead well we got that eventually but first we had mjf interrupt and my god this was, I think, everything we hoped it would be.
1: I think I had said this best to my friend. I said, that wasn't what I was expecting, but it was somehow better because these two guys tore into each other for about 20 plus minutes. And it was one of the best promos I've ever seen in wrestling, let alone on Wednesday night from AEW. This had everything from the jabs that you expected to maybe for the first time in a decade there was a chant for the miz on (laughs) wrestling television i don't know this was amazing oh my god
0: um it, it started out with with mjf um and uh and then and then a retort from cm punk which is where he said, you know, because uh, because MJF says, you know, it comes out he does he does his MJF stick. He's really, really, really good at this. Like, like so, so good at just naturally delivering this monologue to his opponent, tearing him down and all this kind of stuff, and building himself up. He's he's fantastic at it. But he the the, the main thrust of this part of it was I was kind of hurt that you were out there naming all these people you wanted to wrestle, but you didn't you didn't name me didn't name old maxwell that doesn't sound that doesn't feel very good and then punk gets on the mic and says well yeah i didn't name you you're just basically you're you're a less famous miz and, yeah. I, and that, that was that was where everybody kind of get kind of got a little crazy um that uh everybody started chanting that 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 was where i thought that they weren't doing this at the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago but they were doing it at the Apollo Theater in Harlem because we got a lot of people in the ends going oh like like really reacting to the Miz line which which was was, was good. Yeah, um perfect. Uh but I did love the thing about how um uh he, I, I MJF talking about um I do respect you. I respect you that you're straight edge. But um <laughs> but I gotta say, I've never seen somebody straight edge who looks so much like a meth addict, which was a hell of a line. And then, like, you're not the same guy you were. Who's the guy I grew up on? The the killer, the renegade. You might as well be out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. And I felt every single syllable of that land on Punk. That was great.
1: And they they nailed that. And somehow, CM Punk has become John Cena. And then they go as far as to call him the you can't see me man, but I'm just said, I can see you. And he references UFC career and Punk brilliantly said, I'm disappointed in you. you, you you're hitting me with low hanging fruit. And they could have cut the promo off right around there. And then Punk said, but you're right. I have been afraid. There's a lot of truth to what you're saying about me being second fiddle. But like the second city of Chicago, when you you burn down, you rise from the ashes. And I gave them ice cream bars last time. And the only thing I can think of that's better is punching you in your little needle dick. And (laughs) got that chant over too.
0: Um, uh, But I I did did love... Uh, MJF doing what, is what the heel's supposed to do, which is say, you want to go? Let's go right now. And the audience gets up for it. He takes off his jacket. He takes off his watch. He takes off the ring, puts it in his pocket. And then he calmly rolls out of the ring and walks up the ramp because we're not going to do that here. Why would we do that here? We're not going to do that in your hometown. We're not going to do that. I thought that was great.
1: They could do this anywhere. And I'm already, I'm already sold. This is everything it needed to be and more.
0: Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm, I, yeah. This was, I think we all kind of figured where we're gonna get this, like it, 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 you know, like it's. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even talking about um, after last week. After last week, we knew we were gonna get this, but um, but before last week, we're all like, this is. I can't. People were saying like, m- like when I, when I heard people talking about dream matches for Punk now that he's back in an AEW, I heard a lot of dream matches, but I heard one other thing dream promo battles like usually you don't get that and we got one before which was him and Kingston and the other one I always heard was him and MJF and we got it tonight
1: so many people thought MJF could have just baited Chicago at the first dance and come out to cult personality and they didn't give us that they gave us something legitimate Punk said a great line of I won't even lie to you and I'm certainly never gonna lie to these people when he starts lying to the people, it's gonna be brilliant. But yeah, this was everything you could have wanted.
0: I appreciate I also really appreciated um Punk being honest about because what MJF ran him down and said, You I'm you're scared, you're scared you don't have it anymore. It's like, well, I was, I'm not anymore. <laughs> you know, like that. That's that's that was a good thing. Like being being honest about it, I thought that was good. We got a lot of super and humper chats about this little segment here um got limitless ronald lee sends a humper chat saying first time humper chat can't watch live but that mjf pg punk promo can't wait for the match i, I can't wait for the match i love aw um yeah people are, are really really excited about this yeah pg um,
1: punk wasn't the best zinger but i think everything else around it was so good that how can you not love it
0: uh, uh Elo- Eloquence says, "Uh, Punk saying that Brit was actually the fourth pillar was my favorite line, and that was that was yeah. really, really good. That was that was excellent." Um, uh, rerun says, "So somehow M.J.F. and Punk exceeded my expectations. I had my wife take a stealth pic so I could see my reaction. <laughs>
1: That's nice. amazing."
0: Um, uh, sorry, uh, says chance saying, "Uh, M.J.F. and Punk gold." But um, oh yeah, we'll, we'll 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 talk about this uh, later. Um, uh, so that hold on to that one. Don't delete it, uh, Luis, and put that where it belongs. Um, then we also have uh, New Punk Rants. Since uh, I-, I love the sporadic nature of AEW, very unformulaic. That Punk uh, versus MJF promo is probably my new favorite ever. I think. Love the new feuds. AEW for life. Chris Reigns humper chat. That exchange between CM Punk and MJF was just amazing. I also love how Punk put over Britt Baker again. Yeah, he keeps doing that. And, yeah, and and that's that's good. That's that's really good to keep to keep that uh fresh in our minds. Uh JW Pringle uh says AEW does WWE better than WWE. The MJF promo spot was amazing and better um that legend spot than WWE has arguably ever done. Uh Gobble will be with you and also with you. Um I, I I think that was interesting because now we've we've got for the second time in a row when they'd never ever do this Dynamite opened with a with a promo segment last week it was it was Adam Page's uh homecoming uh after winning the championship which which felt warranted um and then you had that amazing Daniel, Bri- uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson that I kept stop doing that eventually because he's definitely not that anymore um comes out. And starts up that feud really red hot. And then this week, got to have CM Punk start off the night. And MJF, of course, is going to want in on that. So it made sense to me. I, like, I realized watching this that I don't really mind when the first half hour of, a, of an episode of, yeah. of wrestling is a promo segment. As long as that half hour is taken up by guys who are actually delivering lines to each other and not reciting scripts they memorized 20 minutes ago.
1: Over a quarter of this show was CM Punk, and it was one of the best openings I think they've ever done. I don't think you can do it again next week because you don't want to make the audience think, hey, every week is going to open with a promo. But you've shown that these are the people who know how to do it. So just keep doing it with the people who know how. Right. Uh, Valab,
0: uh, says that opening segment is what SmackDown wishes it had every week, a 20 minute promo segment where the fans hang on every word. That was great. Yeah. The fans were in on every, every bit of this. Um, Amir says, uh, less famous Miz versus John Cena at Resolution 2022.
1: <laughs> I don't know if, the, well, they can hold out that long. I, I don't this, know if they can do this three is months.
0: one of your, it's one of your marquee matches on that, um. Uh, battle of the belts thing, like, even, though, even though it's not for a belt, maybe they can't do it for that. But, like, I don't, I they haven't really said what the belts thing is. Winter
1: for. is coming is also around, yeah. The that's
0: so soon, though. I don't want them to do it that soon. Uh, I, I want this to, to play out a little bit longer. Um, Rob Reed says, What really, a really good point, but Rob Reed, I gotta imagine Miz got online and was trying to figure out why he was trending on Twitter.
1: Ah. Or Miz probably thought, you know, everybody's just loving his Dancing with Stars performances. Mm -hmm. I got got
0: eliminated several weeks ago, and they're still talking about me.
1: Maybe, you know, it's Christmas time. Somebody's watching the Christmas bounty on Freeform. I don't know. but Miz must be on cloud nine right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Always Big O uh, says, I see a lot of people saying MJF and CM Punk made too many WWE references. In order to tell the stories, you have to be able to acknowledge the past. Thank you. I agree. We are so used to WWE ignoring anything that didn't happen in WWE. Rivals always take shots, and I feel like it wasn't even them like taking shots at WWE. It was just acknowledging Punk's past. Like that's that that the story of Punk coming back after seven years off. You have to tell the story of where he was before and why we all missed him so much. Like that's the story is not not that he was gone for seven seven years and came back, but the fact that we wanted him to come back so badly because we remember stuff like the pipe bomb. And we remember stuff like him having that amazing summer of pump pump, summer of punk cut short by a weird, like Kevin Nash got a Triple text H. message from himself to attack from Triple H, was it? And then Triple H like the whole thing fell apart because the booking was so bad. We wanted to see what it would actually be in a place where they wouldn't undercut their, their guys who were being pushed, like pushed by the crowd through the top. And I think it's, it's great the way they did it.
1: And punk is allowed to say to MJF, you're a less famous Miz because punk saw the rise of the Miz. It's not like Darby is saying, Hey, yeah, you're just a knockoff of the Miz because that would be less meaningful. But Punk pulled this off perfectly, and so did MJF. He definitely had that one waiting for a few years, and it showed. And it was maybe the best thing he's done so far. Much better than months and months with Jericho. I will say that. Uh, the to one, Jam Beard
0: says, uh, "Punk versus MFJ, who's who's less well known, but he's also very good." Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, MJF at New Year's Smash. December twenty nine. Now they might do it then. They that, might do it like, yeah. They might anchor a different major uh d- dynamite split special uh, by doing it with that. Um and then uh Reese Power says that the uh needle dick chant had some serious water boy vibes. <laughs> uh some, there, there was something else had some serious water boy vibes later tonight. Uh uh a, a running uh, <laughs> tackle that nearly killed a man. Um and then uh Alicia Ellis says, uh, if MJF beats Punk, which I think he should. What do you yeah. think we see from Punk? A downward spiral to his bitter old self? I I don't know. Honestly, I you could if if they decide to go with MJF over punk, which I don't think is the thing they're gonna do, um, I I, I think that yeah, we could have that spiral downward. Um, I I think that um that it this is an opportunity for for punk to turn heel without turning heel because guess who he's going to cheat against? MJF. He's going to blatantly cheat to beat MJF, but we hate MJF, so we're going to cheer for punk. Now if he did that against somebody we like, like I don't know, Hangman Page somewhere down the line, then we're going to boo him. So I think that there's there's a really cool story to be told here of punk knowing who his opponents are. So he knows what his reaction to what he's going to do is. Like, if he if he cheats to beat MJF, we're going to cheer him. But that that's not a thing we've seen so far from Punk. Punk's been a fairly, you know, straight shooter. So now we see what, where this goes from him. Yeah.
1: He, he had some fun with Eddie Kingston. But I think he can cheat with MJF and get away with it. I don't think Punk turns full heel until the world title is in his hands. Yeah.
0: Uh Brian Medina says, I can't wait to see the low cost Miz MJF versus Punk match. It it uh, they're really building building it up into something really special. Uh Mark losper says, you guys missed the non-subtle shots at Hunter, those are brutal. Yeah, calling him it. the king of kings. Uh that was some good stuff too. And also, <laughs> the only way you're going to get to be top guy in AEW is if you wait around long enough for Tony Khan to have a daughter. That was a good one.
1: Too. That's funny. I mean, Hunter Hunter took a few stray shots. Granted, one of them was just the truth that Hunter made sure Punk was number two. But I enjoyed the wait around for Tony Khan to have a daughter. But I think, obviously, MJF will be a top guy long before then. And I think Punk is going to be the guy who solidifies that MJF is a top guy.
0: Yeah. Um. Sawyer uh, says, I did feel like uh, MJF Punk's uh, Punk AJF turned a drag, but AEW gives them the freedom to improvise when they sense they're losing the fans with some comments too at the crowd for heat. It feels natural. Yeah, they, they always are able to, um, th- th- thank, you know, there, there was there was a lot of, you know, uh, shut the F up chants, uh, please shut up, stuff like that. But there was no no whating. There was nothing like intentionally trying to screw up the promo it was just like this guy has honest to god heat, and people hate him. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a chance.
1: And again, I like that they were able to bring it back down and bring it around to Punk going, "No, you're right." They could have another place would have ended the promo with, "Oh yeah, well if you think I'm scared, I'll just fight you now and I'll hit you with the microphone and hit you with the GTS." But they brought it back around to a human conversation, and that is what is important.
0: Uh, Cowboy Clay. Uh, says, uh, thank you for the Humper Chat, says, I finally realized what the punk Marshall match was missing. A cut to backstage where MJF is watching the match on TV as an impossibly awkward angle uh, and nodding for no real reason. Am I supposed to invest in this feud based on brilliant promo work alone? Where is the shot of MJF watching a a TV that's directly to his left? No,
1: you do need to watch TV at an angle in order for everything to be taken seriously. That is for the men, obviously, in the women's division. and Things can only be taken seriously when you're called a bitch. These are things that are set in stone, and that's why AEW is Bush League while WWE is Marvel. You see, these are the things that happen
0: uh, uh, we, the, the Punk versus QT Marshall match, Marshall, uh, was it, was, was fine. It was what it was supposed to be. Punk won. There was no doubt about it. You know, that was that great. Okay, fine. And that, that just gets, gets Punk to get cheered. He gets to hit the GTS in front of the Chicago crowd. I didn't think there was much more to it than that. I thought QT Marshall played his role, uh, perfectly and that was it.
1: Yeah, when you can get people to pop for body slams, I mean, Chicago loves punk, and that's all they needed.
0: Yeah. Um, we, get, uh, we got a couple of uh, chats here. Um, uh, Adam M. Uh, says, a great Dynamite show. Happy holidays, guys. The MJF should marry Tony Khan's daughter line got me. Thunder is awesome. She is awesome. We're going to talk yes. about that later. And then another one uh, about an overall impressions of the show. Van Twinblade sent in a humper chat saying, Punk and MJF put on a 20 minute promo class. Darby flying out to tackle one of the ass boys. Uh, some dickhead in the crowd threw Cody's belt back at him and hit Pac. Great episode. Eight out of 10. Uh, yeah, it was a very good episode. And we're going to talk, I'm sure, a lot more about the other things you brought up. Um, we also got um, a. If uh, you guys want to have more humper chats or super chats sending in about. Uh, CM Punk and MJF, because that was pretty much send in the, all we, your
1: send in the Humper chats all night long. And we'll be all here night right
0: long. Now. We'll we'll keep we'll keep reading them out. Um, don't worry if we've actually gotten past it. Um, the Christian and Jurassic Express segment, um, I, I think is is, is it's uh, Jurassic Express is now ranked number one in the rankings. So they get a match versus Lucha Bros. Uh, Christian says he'll make sure they become champions, which Boy. to me. Like, is they're really laying this on thick? That Christian's definitely going to turn yeah. heel for them, and I think the, the whole the story is they don't want to, and that was as that is where you get the split. So that that yeah. might be interesting.
1: I this reeks of well, Christian's just going to turn into Matt Hardy and be like, no, no, you need to cheat to win, and that'll lead to some good matches for uh, Jungle Boy, and maybe. Christian gets with the Matt Hardy or a Chris Jericho. And I could see some tag team matches. You know, I wouldn't mind that.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, the, that was this segment. That was pretty quick. There was an, another, uh, a backstage thing with Eddie Kingston. Uh, apparently. I, I think the conceit here was that there was a guy going around uh, having all the people in the back, like record a message saying, happy Thanksgiving. And this would have been a better conceit if we had seen people giving uninterrupted Happy Thanksgiving messages like six seconds at a time. And then we come to Eddie and Eddie gets interrupted while he's eating his cake. Um uh but I, I thought that I thought this was fine. Um, and then he gets interrupted and he just can't can't stand these guys interrupted. Um uh and then we get um we get to 2.0 talking about or whichever one is blockhead. a uh, blockhead and his friend. Blockhead says, uh, "Listen, we all read the, the amazing thing in the uh, 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 place for June, Plays, Plays for June. Uh, and you know it's very, very uh, heartwarming. But it seems like you're kind of done, like you've given up, like you don't want to do this anymore. You're kind of content. Well, you know, I don't know if that's uh, something you should be doing if you're if you're a fighter." And the other guy says, "Ah, yeah." His blockhead's friend says, "I don't. Uh, I think you know it's kind of sad though that you weren't able to." help out your friend Moxley and then Kingston just gets up and is going to stab him in the eye with his fork and instead Daniel Garcia throws hot coffee in Kingston's face and we get a pull-apart brawl where a blinded Eddie Kingston is lashing out with a fork in all directions overturning a table and Daniel Garcia is doing Russell Westbrook put up your dukes like that this was an amazing backstage segment.
1: Yeah, this this is good. A little worried about Kingston and catering being too much of a bit, but they made it work here because uh, the one guy goes, you're not hungry anymore. And he goes, I want my cake. What are you talking I'm, about? I'm eating I mean, cake. I'm eating,
0: I mean, literally eating cake right now, Podda. Like, it's, it's I love it.
1: great. But I'm excited for the Black Friday match because Daniel Garcia, again, in there with another really top name. And Moxley, when he comes back, has a... Match ready for him just to beat up blockhead in his friend. Yeah,
0: I, I like that. Uh Van Twinblade says RIP Eddie's cake, gone too soon. Yeah, the badge to one jam beard says 2.0 and Garcia are lucky that fork was plastic. It's true. Um uh Sawyer says, uh I saw the Eddie segment as he was in catering, following up on his line from last week. Yeah, he says, You caught me in my in my happy place. <laughs> Which is sitting alone at a table and catering eat a piece of cake.
1: I mean Which yeah, I just, yeah. I think is a good thing how much thing. more relatable can you make this man? He's yeah, eating cake by himself. He's happy. That's that's all of us. Yeah. Um yeah,
0: that was uh, good. So good. Um, uh, Van Twinblade also says closing out a birthday, packed with uh, packed with wrestling podcasts and vlogs. With the AW post show, happy birthday Van Twinblade! Yeah, happy birthday in the chat to Van Twinblade. That's right. Um, that's awesome. Uh, but uh, we we got something else, uh, pre- pretty awesome. Um, uh, uh, we got the Gun Club, AKA the Ass Boys, uh, versus uh Bear Country, uh, and um and um. Bear Country took took to L quicker than I thought they were going to.
1: You um, see, but the ass boys are undefeated. They have such a power of the ass surrounding them yep. that they're able to defeat the bears.
0: Colton Gunn apparently thirty four and 0 and he's going to have to get a lawyer to to talk to, to talk to the BCS because th- that guy, <laughs> that guy, he's one of those things. Like I don't know what conference he plays in. Is it the All American Conference or or the or the whatever. Whatever, like the Sun Belt Conference, because I I know I'm pretty sure his strength of schedule is lousy. But if you're 34 and 0 and you can't make the top five rankings, you, you got to talk to somebody.
1: It's all about the quality of opponent. You know, just it's not about the wins. The quality wins, man. It's quality the quality wins. of opponent. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. This was this was uh, over quick. Not uh, much bigger until
1: the one guy uh, just gets. Flunk ran right through right. by Darby. Then Allen. we get
0: we get, string, we get sting, sting coming out, and and uh, the, the guy who wasn't in the match, Austin Gunn, Ass Boy Number One, he jumps out of the ring and sprints up the ramp, only to be met by a literal flying Darby Allen, who sprints out of the uh, the babyface tunnel and launches himself headfirst directly into the man's face. Like, I thought he decapitated him. Like, it was one of the craziest things
1: I've seen. Darby might be all of, like, 110, 115, but he uses every inch of all of that and every bit of force he can muster up to just run right through people, and this was maybe the best attack I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Um... Uh, Ricardo Low says uh, Darby took off someone's head tonight, and I'm here for it. Uh, Vallab says Sting had so much trust in Darby that he didn't even flinch when Austin came running at him full speed and Darby intercepted. That was perfect. Yeah, no, that was timed excellent because Austin didn't slow down. He was running full speed at, at, at Sting, and Darby had to meet him at the exact point. Like, that was, that was really...
1: Do you think the Jackass theme song just starts playing <laughs> in his head whenever he does anything, <laughs> like just just right on cue in order to hit it perfectly? I, I'm Darby
0: Allen. Welcome to Jackass. Like I feel like that's just he wakes up that morning and just says it because he lives his life like that. Yeah. Um, we we had a uh what is it? We got a um a tone sends a hyper chat a uh, humper chat hyper chat
1: humper hyper chat. chat
0: uh. <laughs> Uh D.O.Y. Middle linebacker Darby Allen. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely he, he he first team all defense with that with that kind of a hit. Although the problem they call it targeting, man. Back in the days when when tackling was man, we could we could get when football, football was man. When, and
1: when you football could just, was man, that that was the whole point of the <laughs> XFL. Where's my yeah. football? There it is, Darby
0: Allen. Yeah, Reese Power says uh, Todd asks. Took that uh, Rod and Todd ass. Took took that Darby tackle like Maude with a shirt cannon. Oh, <laughs> poor Maude. That R.I.P. 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 to to Maude Flanders in the chat. Yeah. R.I.P. Maude Flanders. Press F to I mean Jesus. Um, and, and uh. <laughs> uh James Bowers closes out on this segment saying there are now three generations of AEW stars in the company, the current main event, the four pillars, and then Garcia, Dante, et cetera. This company is set for the next 15 years. If they stay in business, it's, it's true. Like they have, they stay in, stay in business. I think it's one of those things like stay in business or like figure out how to keep everybody forever. (laughs)
1: Like, you know, We've seen promotions stay in business. Now I want to see them stay at a certain level and grow because yeah. they have too much talent not to. Yeah,
0: we got a um, we got a, a backstage segment with uh, Cole and Fish. So f- Fish hasn't quite yet figured out that Adam Cole leaves him to get choked the f out during no. every match. So he hasn't turned on him yet, yet. Um, but uh, but anyway, so they're they're then the, the best friends walk over and they have a little little deal back and forth. So on dynamite, we're gonna get Cole and Fish uh, versus uh, Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta, which should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. That could yeah.
1: And I mean, look, Bobby knows that. Adam sometimes had to leave him to Keith Lee he had to leave him to you know the war Raiders he's used to this it's not anything personal it's just that's how it works Adam yeah. has to be protected now yeah. we all do know that war games in another wor- world is coming around and I'm sure that makes them nostalgic but I just hope that soon enough they're joined by a third because uh that other show that used to be on Wednesday nights not it's not so great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um uh Rob Wilkinson's a Humper chat, uh wants to send his uh my best my best well wishes to Jesse the Buckeye, um, who's in the hospital and not doing too well. Everybody, uh she's she's a pretty amazing uh member of the community and uh we're all wishing her well. She in our thoughts and prayers and also to uh at G A Tweets. We lost her father recently sorry for your loss uh but because it's rob wilkins he's not going to let us dwell in sadness for long because he says he gives us a nice visual to think of uh rob wilkins says that uh speaking of water boy like the assistant coach at the end of that movie i was rubbing my nipples at the end of the mjf and punk promo hashtag oh. gosh darn pals
1: well now that oh, I can't boy. get that image out of my head, how are we supposed to go on with this show?
0: Well, we're going to talk about this, Robert DeFelice. Did you have, if you were if you were a betting man, would you have bet that Dante Martin would sign that contract and join Team Taz? Because I would not. They do a backstage segment where they're si- we're looking at a contract across the table. Uh, Taz is like, I don't even know what you're doing here, Leo Rush. How do you have a copy of that? Uh, of that uh, of that contract, why are you even here? Um, and then he's like, "We're like this is this is, we're here to do business." Well, this is some business," says Leo Rush, "that we are not interested in." And Dante says, "Hold up, actually, I am," and signs his name to the contract, and then takes um, something from Hook uh, that may, may or may not be in a gummy uh, from Hook, uh, and then climbs over the table and leaves Leo behind. Um... I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is a swerve. This is this is all a, a ruse by Leo Rush to get Team Taz to think that Dante's on their side." And I was like, "Maybe, but maybe it's just something we did not expect." And for some reason, like which I feel like they'll explain, Dante's like, "No, I I want to I want to go with these guys," um, which is sad because Leo and Dante had become my favorite tag team, um, but. I realized this. I thought we were going to get Dante versus Ricky Starks matches. Now I realize we're getting Dante versus Leo Rush matches. And I feel like that's crazy. We're also probably getting a Dante a, a, a Leo versus Ricky Starks match. Uh, okay. That's also great. This this whole thing of like everyone wants Dante and everyone's trying to be the puppet master. I think this is a really rich story with lots of very interesting outcomes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am going to err on the side of caution just because that seemed so simple yeah. that it almost – I can't think that that he really just signed a contract that said, okay, I'm in Team Taz now. But I do think we get Leo. And I mean, we saw him sign the contract, whether or not
0: he signed somebody else's name to it or whatever. Like, I mean, that was the contract. Maybe it was the thing where, like, Adam Page signed a different document like they switched yeah. the documents, maybe that was it. But uh, but but Taz seemed to think thinks that it's it's all right there. Um, Ricky Starks is wrestling on 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 Dark and Elevation. The fact that he's not wrestling on Dynamite and Rampage now makes me angry. Like put this man in a ring, have him defend that title for gosh sake like that would be a thing like he's got a title on him like have him defend it i think maybe that was good. the
1: contract uh, dante signed maybe he signed an <laughs> ftw title match for battle of the belt that you, would be you, very you never know i think that this was all way too quick i don't think he signed with team taz but i do agree that if hook offers you some chips you take the chips and you go with hook yeah uh valab
0: says dante martin is a hooker Hashtag hook gang. Hashtag hook nation. Where my hookers at. Uh, And uh, uh, Sawyer says that uh, AEW really likes its custody battle stories. This one's
1: intriguing. This one's better than the uh, never-ending custody battle of the Lucha Brothers.
0: Yes. uh, Dylan Bishop says, uh, a suggestion I like, Leo versus Ricky, custody of Dante, ladder match. Uh, I I'd watch that. I'd watch, I'd watch him being 10 year old Dominic Mysterio in this little thing. Um, I'd, I'd watch, I'd watch that. Um, uh, so we, uh, so yeah, we, we have, um, Brendan Towngate sends in a, uh, uh, a, a super chat saying this show was really good from top to bottom. Darby killing Austin was awesome. Rosa hater had a, was a badass match and Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston were on my TV. No complaints. Let's talk about this Rosa Hader match because um, it, it was it was what I it was what I wanted from this. Like this is what I wanted. Um, the right person won, and I liked the little intrigues. Every every time um, there's a backstage segment with uh, with Doctor Britt Breaker DMD and Jamie Hader and Rebel Rebel and Brit do the DMD. But Jamie never does it. So it's always been interesting to me. Everyone always points that out. And now a little friction because while the while the ref was being stupid and not paying attention to what was going on in the ring, we got um, we got Brit coming in and trying to super kick Thunder, but Jamie Hader got super kicked instead, and that directly led to the end of the match and they she lost and then she shoved Britt and walked away.
1: I like it. You're, it doesn't have to mean, okay, they're breaking up, but it does mean I'm not just going to allow you to super kick me, tell me you're sorry. And then we can move on and I'll keep being your heater. It means no, I'm mad. I was going to be champion. Now I'm not perfect. You know, Thunder Rosa is great over as hell. Sean always talks about the Thunder Rosa pop. It seemingly gets louder every week. And you're right, hater never does the DMD, but Britt also never makes hater feel secondary. She always oh. says, Hey, you're right there with me. It's just I have this. We'll get you that one.
0: Um they they got um they got uh I'm sorry. Hold on. In my head, uh I lost it. Oh, I I I, I appreciated um that that we got um more in intrigue between uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa, because I feel like that is always a thing that's that's r- right there for them to do, um, provided, of course, Thunder Rosa doesn't become TBS champion, which I don't think she's going to. I feel like no. some somehow... I feel like this... I feel like that Britt might cost her the match with Jade Cargill, which then leads into an actual honest-to-God feud, not just... This is the happens to be the person in the top contendership spot for Britt, so like let's actually build that out and let's let's have Britt look like she's ducking Thunder Rosa until the match is made and we can do it at, at Revolution or or whenever. Uh, but I feel like that's the actual time to do that feud.
1: This is good enough to headline Battle of the Belts. This is good enough to headline yeah. Revolution. It's sure. good enough to headline honestly Double or Nothing, and I think whenever they do have a match to the belt, it will be the headlining match and Rosa will win because that's the story you're telling here. Baker can't beat Rosa. She already knows that that's why she's at all costs ducking her.
0: Yeah um and I, I, I there, there could be a, a thing there because they 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 showed with this with this uh hangman page and the bucks moment. Uh, that they, they like to do a little bit of a little bit of drama, little drama in their storytelling when it suits them. So, having uh Jamie Hader finally get sick of, of Brit and be part of the reason why she loses to, to Thunder Rosa, they might decide to do that. I, I personally, I always just want who's the best man, who's the best woman, like have that match as opposed to those kinds of things. But, um, but I think they might be leaning toward that. Um so uh we got more Brit and more Rebel, but not more Jamie Hayter, because she's pissed. We got a we got a we got we got a Friendsgiving um, with, with, to- with Tony Schiavone there as well. Um and she and, and we get uh Brit being pissed about every, about Thunder Rosa ruining everything. Um but uh what is announced is that Rio, because what two and a half months ago, yeah, she she wasn't actually emanated from the battle royal, so uh she gets a black friday deal match. I love how they come up with these
1: that's a that's <laughs> a little cheeky, but
0: all right, you know, <laughs> a black friday deal match, just like Abaddon had the uh trick or trick or street fight or whatever it was. Um, and I uh, I think this is fine. So Rio gets a, a shot, and if she beat if she beats uh, Britt, then she gets a title match. Okay, R twenty six sends a Humper chat saying a-, a lot may not like or get her. I I am a person who does not get Rio. I think she's very talented. I just don't I don't I don't get her. But as a big time Rio fan, I'm extremely happy she'll be back on TV. And this is something I do agree with. I'm glad AEW is tying up a loose end from two and a half months ago. Unlike their other company that struggles with continuity through two and a half segments, now, um,
1: do you think that they actually sat there and said, "All right, you're going to go under the rope, and then we're going to come back to this on November 24th"? People, people noticed it
0: in the moment, and enough people noticed it that I think they, this company AEW, has people watching social media accounts. They see what they're getting tweeted at, and they're like, "Oh, enough people noticed this thing. We could work this into an angle." And then they worked it into an angle eventually.
2: And I think that that's good. Say goodbye
0: I don't think they were like, all right, here, Rio, you're going to roll under the bottom rope and you're not going to get eliminated. Two and a half months from now on Rampage, like they, I don't think they did that.
1: I, I like Rio. I think Rio, she wasn't what they wanted her to be, but she's still effective. She's still a great wrestler. I like the Black Friday deal match. I'm assuming that's because she's not in the top five. Therefore, you get a deal. If you win, you get a title shot. I like the name. It's a little cheeky, but you know, it's at least it's fun.
0: Ah, uh, Mark Losper uh, says, uh, and I like this idea: alternate, unlikely fantasy booking. Britt costs Jade the match so that Rosa gets ta- caught up with the TBS title and can't chase her because the one person she fears is Thunder Rosa. And if she's she's got the other belt, they're not uh, then she doesn't have to worry about her.
1: Interesting. I like that. I do like that. Interesting. Um.
0: So then we got one of the one of the one of the big old marquee things from this from this week. We get Colt Cabana and Brian Danielson. Did you see that um, that slickly produced little video package for Colt Cabana talking about the history of Brian? Da- yeah, with Brian Danielson,
1: of course. Because oh, so one good. thing this company does. So good. Just as good, if not better, than WWE, because they always do it on short notice, mm-hmm. is they make you care about every single match they put in front of your faces. That is the benefit of not doing live events. Every match can mean something, because you're not running it back 52 times a year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It was beautifully done, uh, set up all that history, which a lot of people don't. Remember, like at that's this point, thing, like, yeah, they don't know this, this, this 20 years ago. There's a lot of people watching this show because if this, this thing plays to a younger crowd that we're not Rossing Wrestling and certainly we're not wrestling watching ROH at that point in their lives, so I, I think it's a cool thing to like build that up and, and allow people to understand that history. Um, but I, I thought this match was what it was supposed to be, they played into that history between themselves, between it, uh, uh, and uh, Danielson won, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I, I really loved that. The moment that that I will remember from this match is Cabana getting caught on his back with his with his hands tied up in in, in Danielson's hands, and knowing the next thing is to be stomped into obliv- oblivion. And he's looking up at D- of Danielson, shaking his head, "No, like don't do this." Like, what's what? What happened to you, man? And we're also, friends. I don't want to die. We're we're old friends. Why would you do this? And Danielson looking around the crowd, preening like the heel that he is, and just stomping the life out of Colt Cabana with no mercy. That was really, really good stuff.
1: So good. And then he rolls him into the label lock, posing a double bicep before even... Locking it in.
0: Oh, so good.
1: And Cabana taps quickly. And then Danielson kind of crawls on his knees over to a spot in the ring and points at the ground. And at first you're like, what what is this? And it turns out he kicked Cabana's teeth right out of his head. Yeah. Right out of his... Oof, that was a nasty element that I wasn't expecting, but it made it even better because now it's... Brian Danielson is just... An asshole, but he's he's the best kind because he's a virtuous one and he's right. Yeah, and how do you combat that? Um, yeah, uh,
0: I <laughs> I I love it. I think it was like a veneer or a cap or something because it was it was very it was like uh uh it wasn't it wasn't exactly a tooth, but I just loved it. Kicked it out of his face. That's all it that matters. And he was walking around holding it up to the crowd, like, look at what I've done. Look at this I took a piece of your hero. Like ah, this is so good. This is such good stuff. So good. Um uh and uh, uh Mark Losper says clearly, Danielson is collecting teeth, setting up the uh, obvious Danhausen debut next year.
1: Uh Danhausen did tweet him, "Thank you Daniel. Here's my address." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's going to be good stuff. Um uh but he does he does a he gets a promo interviewed by 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 Shivani interviewed is 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 rich cuz it's like hey Danielson. he just takes the mic and says that's right i'm going to kill everybody um but he says uh, i i i i did what i said i was going to do and i'm going to uh i'm going to beat all your members of, of 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 dark order i hear there are two of of your friends that that are that are from atlanta i think i'll do that um Chris Chris Rain's pointing out that um, Anna J tweeted out she is from Atlanta. So Queen Slayer is calling out the dragon. Uh, she's gonna slay the dragon. Uh, uh, it's and, not a smart move. Uh, Reese Power saying uh next week should be interesting against 10 or 5, as they are both Georgia natives. Does he take both? Here is what my fantasy booking is for next week. I think five is the first one. Mm-hmm. Because I think he should beat five real quick like real quick because five Allen angels is a guy that kenny omega in kayfabe has a hard time with and if he just runs right through five then that's something they can bring up whenever kenny gets back that that's something that danielson can tease him with i think that's really cool like he can bring it up too like if if like he's just just crumpled in a heap, like with a broken, a cafe broken arm, or he's knocked out. He says, hey, uh, this guy over here, isn't that the guy that Kenny has trouble with? Well, that's weird, because I just beat you in like a minute. You know what? That's not good enough. Bring me another one. And out comes 10. I'll take you on right now. And he does them back to back, like right, right away. And 10 can be can be a harder match for him. But I think that there can be like something there that we can actually get him like, just really calling a shot because we also got Adam page coming out and saying, that's enough of this. We're, we're not doing this. Um, you've heard enough of my friends. I'm ready. Let's have our match right now. And, um, Brian Danielson says, Oh, of course you would come out right after I've won a match. You, you coward. That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Um, and he's
1: right, but he, he's right, which is so good because he, why are you coming out now? I just had a match. Yep. I, I also love that he said to the crowd, last time I was in Chicago, I debuted here and you guys were so much more kind to me. I don't think it's me. I think it's you and you're fickle. And then he just threw that That's out so there. Good. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: I have, I have a word to describe that. And he holds on to it and lets everybody know what the word is going to be that he's going to say. Fickle, and I was like, Yay, that's a thing we remember. <laughs> <laughs> he said the thing, yeah, that was that was good stuff. So good.
1: And Hangman, you know, he he gives Brian Dennison the first shot, and Brian takes it, which I really enjoyed. He doesn't walk away, mm-hmm. he takes it, he slaps him, and they go back and forth for a second until Brian runs away from the buckshot lariat. Well,
0: I mean, what are you gonna do? Stand there and take it? Like, which he's, smart. he's smart enough to do that, but. But he does—he does leave the ring as opposed to just ducking it, which I thought would have been better if he had ducked it and then stood up and been like, "Yeah, we're not doing this. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a little winded from my match. Bye." Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought this was all really, really well done. Um, uh, so I—I I guess next week is Atlanta. I don't know where the one after that is, but apparently wherever that is, that's where John Silver is from. So it's, uh, Long and, Island. There you go. There you go. Perfect. So pencil that in. Because that's gonna be amazing. Uh and then after that is winter is coming, which is in Texas. Um, and people are saying, Well, Texas, that's where cowboys are from. Will they do the actual match there? I'm like, I hope not. I hope we get all all of them. All of them.
1: I, I hope that they wait till Battle of the Belt, but they do have winter is coming. They can maybe Brian runs a gauntlet and just beats all like literally, I'll take all of you on and beats all of them in friggin' half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow.
0: Oh, so good. Um, we got a Ruby Soho and Statlander video package. Um, uh, this I'm I'm really intrigued by this match uh, because Statlander did such a great job in her title match a couple of months ago, um, but it does feel like they still really want Ruby to be like one of their top top baby faces um, and. And, uh, I, I honestly, if, if you told me that, um, that, uh, that Statlander won next week, I wouldn't be surprised, but I still feel like Ruby is going to win. I think um,
1: you got to go with Ruby. I think Ruby's taken the whole tournament. They have been very, Tony Khan has repeated like five times that Ruby says she's never been a part of a tournament like this. She loves this. Ruby has said she's never been champion on TV. They don't have any other champions that are tied in any way to WWE. I think they can get away with making Ruby Soho the first TBS champion.
0: Yeah, I mean this is the other thing I I, I still firmly believe that they're 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 going to make the TBS championship that bitch show as Cargill says. I still think they're going to do it. I'm not saying I want them to do it or I think it's a good idea. I think that's what they're going to do. Um but uh I, I think that and I think that she's going to stay undefeated with through several title title defenses, and the first woman who beats her, i.e., the second TBS champion, gets a huge rub by beating not only the TBS champion but also ending Jade Cargill's undefeated uh, win streak that she has starting it, it thing. And I think you can still do that with Ruby coming this close in the final, and then eventually beating her for the TBS championship. I think you can tell that story um or you just have ruby shock the world in the finals of the tournament that's another thing they could do
1: after watching uh jade go longer with red velvet i'm kind of like unless you really want to tell a different story with this title if you want this to be the worker's belt for the women i don't know if you can start with jade
0: no i i i, I agree and i think that I don't think they've come out and said that. We're we're anticipating that's what it is because the TNT right. title has kind of been that. So, uh, I, I honestly, I, I'm not really sure. And I
1: think they, I think fans would want that because the women's title has just been well. This is the next one in the rankings, so do that. But if you do open challenges, if you do something new, you can get something more with this belt. I just don't think Jade can do that right now. Yeah.
0: So we got our, we got our, 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 our main event, which had a thing everyone's going to talk about. We'll talk about that. But I thought it was really interesting. They decided, Let's gonna, we're going to do a main event. We're going to do an eight-man tag. Now, it's not a 10-man tag, and it's not an elimination tag, but I feel like it was like, this is what you could really do with a whole bunch of amazing guys in the ring on a story to tell. Uh, right after Survivor series felt like it had some really lackluster uh, big time uh, like eight 10, 10, 10 person tag matches. I don't know if it was like a shot that they were taking, but I really wanted to see something like this on 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 Sunday and and didn't. Um, I I thought this was an excellent match. like all these all these moving parts all like figured out how to do all this stuff when you needed to. Um uh Pac and Phoenix doing crazy stuff. Uh we got we got Andrade taking off the pants, which I missed him actually doing, but I didn't realize he had trunks under there. I didn't know he had a whole different gear set underneath the pants for his suit. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, very cool. Andrade, it was different seeing him trunks, but he's got the build for it. This is without a doubt, I wouldn't say it's a shot, it's very serious. It's saying It's a love letter to Survivor Series while coming across as a shot because the actual Survivor Series was so unlike Survivor Series in years past that it just felt wrong. You know, this this match was a lot of fun, but then it it was so much more about the characters and literally every single one of them got involved. And that was what I enjoyed about this match.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I I really thought everybody uh, did a great job with it. Um uh I, I like the I like the, the, the finish uh getting involved because I because most of why I like the finish is because it involves Malachi spitting the 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 black mist into Pac's face. And I need that singles match for 17 minutes. I don't care when you give it to me, if it's on TV or pay-per-view, I need that match like I need air to breathe. This version of Malachi Black and this version of Pac. Man, I just I want I want to see him do it, man. I want to see him do it. Um, so the thing that everyone's talking about is that, uh, Cody does a thing almost in every match where he takes off the weight belt and tosses it into the crowd. Now this is Chicago and you could tell when he came out, Chicago hates him. Chicago was fully into the, we're going to boo Cody. Whether or not it's like because it's the fun and trendy hip thing to do or whether or not be- it's because we just don't like you, pal. Um, they were booing him. They, were, they didn't like him. So what happens, Robert, in uh, in Chicago, in Wrigley Field, where the visiting team hits a home run into the bleachers off the Cubs? The crowd, every time, throws it back. And so that is who Cody Rhodes is to them. He is the visiting team. He's the bad guy. We hate him. We don't want your stinking belt. Have it back now. Don't do that. But I thought it was like this wonderful thing that Chicago only Chicago would think to do that. And they were, I, I think, a few people in the audience were a bit, may have been a little bit overserved. Like there was, they, they were definitely a, a, a rowdy bunch. Don't do that. But it did feel like it was a thing that would only happen in Chicago.
1: I think the only other city it could happen in is New York, but Chicago definitely came with some fire towards Cody. Unfortunately for Pac, the weight belt didn't hit Cody. Weight belt hit Pac. Yeah, which and,
0: will be and great. Almost hit Aub- and almost hit Aubrey, which is which is not what you want because because yeah. she's not paying attention to the crowd at all. She's she got her head down in the match. Um, uh, so. Drin says currently at Rampage. I was wondering if the fan throwing Coldy's belt back the first time and the throw-it-back chance were heard. They definitely were. Um uh <laughs> yeah, that was definitely something we were, we heard. Colin T, Humper Chat says, I usually don't get to catch the shows live, but I just wanted to say I always enjoy listening to you all. As a huge fan of Malachi Black and Andrade, seeing them win main event matches, throws my heart with joy. Me too. I, I love those those guys, and that whole that whole corner of the ring. FTR and Andrade and Black, you're sitting there going, like, this is NXT from, like, 2017, yeah. like, 2016, 2017. And it's just, like, it is this, it's it's it is the just those four guys. Put them on the poster. And it is the poster for mismanaged talent over the past several yeah, years. I, and, and, and honestly, in I think the
1: guy who brought them in would agree with you. I think he'd probably sit in there watching right. the match going... We could have, we could have fucking done that. We should be doing that. Why aren't we doing that? You know, like, yeah. I, I just, I don't understand it. But honestly, they're better served now. You know, Andrade feels like a main event star. Yeah. FTR is constantly in main events. Malachi Black went from fired to main event SmackDown to fired again to yeah he's doing so much better now he's that whole side is great lucha bros have always been good packs always been what this promotion needed and cody is cody yeah. but of course for me the all the enjoyment came down to arn anderson tully blanchard staring off in the ring getting ready to throw down and out comes Jose, who felt the need to grab his crotch and tell you he's got the big huevos. That was and... an amazing
0: spot with 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 both Tully and Arn giving him the business. That was great. But I did love that stare down between Tully and Arn. One more match, fellas. Just one. It doesn't have to go long, but I need to see it. Just, just
1: yeah. <laughs> but again, they're they're not touching. They have not once squared off. They've been. Kind of dancing around it. Battle of the belts is in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'll be damned if I don't see FTR go over <laughs> the Lucha Bros because Arn and Tully yeah. have finally said, obviously, we're together. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, so good, so good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Brennan Tonga
0: has a, has a good point. Uh, add Pac to that list of mismanagement too. Um, one, a, a, a crowd reaction that I will never, ever forget, uh, took place when Neville was very new to the main roster and Seth Rollins was a new, uh, WWE champion for the first time, uh, old streak of blonde hair, uh, Seth Rollins. And he did an open challenge and Neville came out and, uh, that match between Neville and Seth Rollins was amazing. And there was a near fall off of the red arrow where the crowd went insane. They were so amped for Neville, this guy who was never really on TV, brand almost brand new, to pin Seth Rollins and become champion. But perfect placement of Seth Rollins' foot, not even being put there, just falling onto the onto the bottom rope. And that crowd goes no! They were so into it. And what did they do after that? Did they capitalize on how over Neville was? Nah, no. nah, of course not.
1: They put him in a cape.
0: Like, <laughs> like it's just yeah. Like it was that was that was uh, such bad. They
1: put him uh, in a cape. I mean, you can add him to the list of mismanagement. He was smart enough to get out. Yeah. Before everybody yeah. was getting out. Yeah. And thankfully, he did. But honestly, the whole match, Cody too, yeah, he should have been a world champion in oh, WWE. Sure, sure. sure. No, he absolutely. and then they had him as Stardust. Yeah. So the whole match is yeah. basically this. Look what you can do mm-hmm. when you give people proper respect. Yeah. And it was such a good time.
0: Yeah, it really was. Um, so uh, A uh, New Punk Ren says AWK cares more about preserving WWE history more than WWE. Lol. It's quite the look against WWE. Also, Cody getting mercilessly booed was a chef's kiss. they are going to be in Atlanta. That's that's where he—that's where he's from. Like I—I—I I, I, I honestly don't know what we're going to like if he does they they, they got to lean into it at some point, right? Like he's getting if they cheer back at Atlanta,
1: him. he's got the ammunition to say, "You see, yeah. it's all a matter of venue." Yeah. If they boo him in Atlanta then you got to know he's got to turn. He's got to go back on his word yeah. and just do the whole nine to do it. Uh, Sawyer says, uh, I wish Cody didn't throw the belt a second time,
0: but I appreciate him throwing it off camera at fans, not trying to get themselves over on TV. That's, that's true. I personally, I, I just, the thing I love the most was, was Andrade getting it and taking it and throwing it under the ring. I thought actually actually was a pretty good way of getting getting not actually having it get involved, but apparently, <laughs> they caught back at there again because after that I saw it being worn by uh by Cody, um, bad one Jam Beard says they threw it back to him twice and put it back on. Um, Mark Losper says the worry for me is that the belt spot is going to start a trend. Yeah, how about stop throwing the belt?
1: Yeah, just don't throw no, the belt. I think that's thats the
0: thing that you can't. I mean, do he can learn because,
1: after the first time.
0: Yeah, just don't do that. just do not that anymore. Like it's a weird thing to throw out. Like it's—I I don't. It, it's not—it's not, it's not John Cena's little towel that says "hustle, loyalty, respect" on it. It's a weight or belt. a
1: shirt. Like... Yeah,
0: just, yeah. It's not—it's not the same <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and sorry says, yeah, and I agree with this. She's uh, says uh, uh, Chat saying you do not throw things back into the ring. Period idiots no money how no matter how funny you think that is or how much you hate cody they almost hit aubrey with that who had zero chance to prepare because it focuses on the match yeah no just don't don't do that
1: but i did think it was the most chicago thing you know what though a lot a lot of things were thrown in at because now i think about it uh, daniel garcia wasted a perfectly good cup of coffee don't do and that I, either and That's i better. i hate when a good cup of coffee is wasted yeah because honestly, coffee is very important, is it not, Alex? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is, it is, it's it's very important. You're right. Yeah, we got we got. Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, We're find it. <laughs> we we got we got a thing. We got we got to throw to, but it's gonna be weird. So hold on, hold on for Remember, a second. Remember, coffee, coffee. Remember the coffee. This is coffee. this is why this is why um this is why Sean is really good at the segues, and we are not okay. So hold on. Here we go. Uh, Not this. Not that thing. This.
2: What am I doing with my life? I got to wake up at the crack of 11. I need a new job. Too tired for this. Psych. Ah, That's because I got Four Sigmatic coffee. I never tried coffee before Four Sigmatic. I was afraid of feeling jittery, but then I heard about Four Sigmatic's Perform Coffee and lately, I've been having it in the morning. It's infused with lion's mane for focus, cordyceps for performance. Uh, as I've highlighted in the past, sometimes I've got some memory issues. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I worry about retaining things like that. Four helps out an awful lot. This stuff is legit. I'm more productive, focused, energetic, and feel on top of my game. You can also use it as a pre-workout if you want. It's easier on the gut. You don't have that jittery feeling. And you're probably wondering, well, cordyceps... Mushrooms? What? Does it taste like mushrooms? No. The flavor's rich and smooth. Perfect cup of coffee with all the added functional benefits. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, and they back their product with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it, it's free. What do you have to lose? You lose your wild morning 11 a.m. hair like this. That's for sure. I've worked out an exclusive offer with them. Just for Fightful listeners, save 20% of your first order at the Four Sigmatic website. That's foursigmatic.com slash Fightful. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. Use that coupon code FIGHTFUL at checkout. 20% on anything you want. Check it out. Wake up.
0: See, we can't we can't use this one because no, we can't. I'm not Sean Rossap. So then we have to go somewhere else. Uh, over here, and then we're gonna do this thing, and then we're gonna do back to this. See that that's that's what we gotta do. There you go.
1: The important, not, thing is
0: important thing is coffee. The important thing is coffee. Um uh Brendan Towngate, uh still with this with this little fantasy booking again. Coney reneging on his promise to try and take hangman's belt because he also saw hangman's insecurities and spells an opportunity. That's a thing everyone keeps saying. And he always says, I will never do it. But that's exactly what a
1: heel would say. Robert. You know, I just wonder, like we've heard the reports about the EVPs losing power. I wonder if it's like, that was a genuine thing he wanted. And if Tony Khan could just be like, Hey bud, that was dumb. We're going to undo that. Okay. Cause, I think Cody is selling himself short. He keeps saying he's got like two or three years left. I I don't see why that needs to be the case. I want to see Cody as world champion.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I think we will at some point. I think when he turns heel, when, not if, when, um, there's no reason to not do that. There's no no reason to not do that angle. It's too good to not try at some point. Um we got a few. We're going to go back to the beginning with all these uh, Super and Humper chats. Get them in if you have any more because we're going to be reading them through to, to take us down to the end here, guys. Um, Drew, uh, oh, oh, Brendan Towngate says, I'm with Robert on this one about the, the future TBS champion that Ruby is the best choice for the TBS title. Ruby can put on awesome matches with lots of people. If Ruby is the first champion, I think Serena Deeb should be number two. I agree, and I think Serena Deeb should hold it for a long, long time as this heel that cannot be beat because she just
2: loves to hurt you.
1: And then I think you just skip Jade up to the main title because she's more of a character. Yeah, um, I think that you could figure it out because
0: everyone says that that Brit is so over you could you could make her work as a baby face. Um, I don't know if you want to do that, but the best way to do that is to have her just get creamed. By by Jade Cargill, who we all don't really want to be champion. Like that's the thing. Like she's like she's amazing, and she's another crazy look and everything. But like, oh, but but I want Ruby, or but I wanted Sheeta, or but I want Thunder Rosa. Like nobody really wants Jade to be champion. So it's that kind of a thing that, that may they may uh, they may do.
1: Yeah, because the thing about Jade is she does look great, and she is a star, but because that's most of what she brings to the table, it feels like she's been anointed something that nobody else on the roster has been yet. And I think that would make for a better women's world champion than just here's the TBS belt. Try to set the pace with this. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Drew Nicholas sends in a Humper chat saying, Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler and I will even boo him against hangman. I love how heels and faces get the reaction they're meant to have because in AEW we are rewarded for watching. I want to go to Long Island and boo him. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I also feel like there's a bunch of of, of heels uh, that are that are over in. We appreciate you and think you're a great performer, but we will absolutely boo you. Uh, against our favorite baby faces, kind of Adam Cole is never going to get booed making his entrance, but he'll get booed during the match because that's what's supposed to happen, right? Uh, Nick Ortiz uh, sends in a, a chat saying, uh, AW doing the WWE, beat the champ and get a title shot against, against the champ with Brit and Riho. Here's the difference that is a specific, um, stipulation of the match announced beforehand, not. Well, you gotta think if so and so can pin the champion here, they might get a title shot and further down the line. Like it's actually and being being told this is for a shot at the title.
1: And logically, on any show, it should be because if you beat the champion, it should say, "Okay, you at least deserve a shot at the title." The issue becomes when you a over rely on it and b say, "Well, it might maybe if we need it to." Yeah. Mean this, but other times it just will never mean that,
0: right? Uh Brendan Towngate sends another one, um, saying that if Thunder Rosa beats Britt Baker, I think is what he's saying, then Jade is the one to eventually dethrone Rosa, which gives her a lot of time to work on her game too. Yeah, I think you, I think you yeah. could probably do that too. Um, definitely. Um, and Brian Medina says that um, with the uh swerve. Of Dante Martin turning on, on Leo and signing with Team Taz. Uh, that he that Brian Medina thinks that Leo Rush could get Brian Cage and have a battle with Team Taz. Like at least they have like common enemies there. I don't know that that's where they would go. Um, but uh I, I think there's uh that's certainly at least they have the common enemy. That's an
1: option, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um the badger to one jam beard says that uh Billy and Todd ass, it's Rod and Todd ass. Um, oh, no, Billy Gunn, really. Todd ass is the SDS. So it's not the, the two kids aren't, aren't the tag team. It's Billy and his son. That's right. Um, they're ranked fifth now. And well, they've good. never lost, but they're ranked fifth.
1: Now, that's okay. good. I, I do hope that eventually when they have a match, which I will assume be at Winter is coming to mark the one year anniversary of Sting coming to AEW. Yeah. I hope the part of the promo is you're just mad because. Austin is my actual son. Yeah. And great. you you you've got the surrogate kid that you're going around protecting.
0: Or oh, or or Billy can say, you're just holding a grudge from WrestleMania 31 when I came out and ruined your match with Triple
1: H. You know what? Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it works. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, a bad bad to one Jam Beard says that Darby Allen was channeling his inner Troy Palomalu with that tackle. Yeah, I saw people saying Ray Lewis. Sean Taylor, uh, a lot of headhunters in that uh, uh, that he looks looks like in that one. Um, uh, Alan Jeanette uh, says that with uh, with the CM Punk and MJF feud, that Punk could go to Kingston or Darby Allen, probably Darby. I don't think Punk and Kingston ever teamed together, but Punk could go to Darby to do a tag match with MJF and Wardlow on a Dynamite episode. Go Fightful, yes, go Fightful. Thank you for the thank for the for the super chat. Um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know what, what, what his, who his go-to tag partner, uh, might be, uh, for this particular feud,
1: but I do he think. He said he wants to team with Sting and Allen, but he's also said he wants to team with Danielson. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, I could you see could, him teaming with do... Allen.
0: If depending on how far they're going to push out this MJF match, I think we're getting if, if depending on how far it pushes out, you could get uh Punk versus Wardlow, you're definitely getting a Punk versus Spears match out of this because that's a guy that that Punk can go over clean and not have a problem with at all. Uh, depends on how how protected they want to keep Wardlow, but you're I think if you're going to do that, you could definitely do MJF Wardlow and Spears versus uh Punk and Darby and Sting. Because they have all that all that history. Um, and Brian Medina says uh, that with Thunder uh, Thunder Rosa, um, with Jamie Hander. Oh, he says I could see a battle of the belts, Jade versus DMD, belt versus belt. Jade wins and vacates the TBS belt.
1: Oh, not yet. But that would be that's mind. that's
0: far too early. It'd be like three days later. I could see something like that happening um, where you're not allowed to hold both at the same time. And so that's how they get like one vacated and do like a
1: a ladder match or a tournament for it or something. Um, I think that's eventually what you get. What you get if they were to go with Rosa as mm-hmm. champion, I think it would be leading to that. Yeah. Mark Losper says that uh, Punk naming all of the pinnacle
0: doesn't that suggest he's going to run through all of them? I don't know. I don't know. Like I feel like no. F- FTR is, is is busy doing other things right now. But I I think he's I think he I think we're definitely getting sean spears match probably a Wardlow match uh maybe a tag in there before we get to see punk versus mjf
1: i don't think it means he's going to run through the pinnacle it could but i definitely think if they go the route of traditional mjf matches the labors of punk or whatever we're calling it would be very interesting because i can see hero being one mm-hmm. i can definitely see them saying look if you're ever going to do any business with uh cabana that's the one. Mm-hmm. And I think you can play around with that more before getting to Wardlow in a cage or yeah. something. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, Brendan Towngate says again, thank you, Brendan, for all these super chats. So appreciated. Thank yes. you guys. Uh, I love what AW is doing so much, so many fun options and so many different stories. We've been missing a show of this quality state size for so long. Uh, yeah, it there are so many options, like th- just the idea of I, that so many things that let's say for example we don't know if the Dante thing is real or a work on on Team Taz. If it is real, there are all these people that Leo could team with to find to go against Team Taz. Um, if it if it isn't if it isn't indeed a work. Then, then, how do you figure out your way out of that? Is that Dante turning on Ricky during a match where they're tagging together? Like, what's 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 the thing you could do? There's all kinds of things just from that one particular program.
1: And That's uh, oh, the beauty of it.
0: Well, something we didn't we didn't bring up. There was the Jericho trying to get over Squarehead instead of Blockhead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Eddie Kingston did it better. I am I'm, I'm sorry. Like he he it was it was in the moment. And like your head is so square look how square your head is doesn't he have a square head Chicago? in like, I easily thought they just to, I know,
1: to his credit they did if Pavlov's dog kind of yes. they they went along with it they had they, they they had to um so uh, it's fine I don't want to see Jericho and Hager against 2.0 uh, so I hope they don't go that rough
0: yeah uh I I, I I thought that they, 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 my, 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 my worst nightmare with this is they, they try and have Jericho get some of the cool factor by teaming with Kingston white while Moxley is away and just have like, and like trying to get that, that good, um, that good, uh, <laughs> um, that good King Eddie Kingston vibes on him. Um, uh, Oh, Brian Medina has all kinds of donations. Thank you so much, Brian. You, you, you're, you're, you're spoiling us. Um, could I see Kenta at MJF versus Punk and Darby? Um, I mean <laughs> somebody's got possible. Gotta, somebody
1: that's... has to give Kenta CM Punk. He's been asking for way too long.
0: Uh, he he wants it, man. He wants it. Um Normhausen. Uh, saying that I can't watch live, people are giving me sacks of money for drinks and jokes. Um, I just wanted to wish everyone, but Vince, a happy Thanksgiving, and may Gabagool be with you and also with you. Thank you, Normhausen. Um, and the last thing we'll do before uh, I'm going to let you say your say, you know, give give them, you know, where they can find you and everything. And then I've got one last thing as a as a jukebox request from from Jam Beard.
1: Alright, so you can find me everywhere at Dude Felice. That's usually in one of the up-tops or the bottoms, but we do not got that today, so that's at DudeFelice, D-U-D-E F-E-L-I-C-E. D-U-D-E-F-E-L-I-C-E. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And you can find me every day on Fightful, writing stories. I want to give a shout-out to Gisberto Guzzo, who's been helping me out while Jeremy's away on vacation, a much-deserved vacation. And yeah, follow Fightful Select.
0: Uh, on Fightful Select, you can find uh, me... Uh, doing uh, raw and smackdown reviews. Uh, I uh, really enjoy watching uh, dynamite, uh, not so much raw and smackdown. So, I have a, I have a different tenor when when I when I review those shows on FIFA Select. Some people like it, some people don't. Your mileage may vary, but um, you can also follow me at Alex Sour Graps uh, on the Twitter and on Tuesdays, uh, co hosting with uh, Kate, uh, um, Kate Hensler. We do a NXT 2.0 after party. We're building towards war games. And uh, it's it's, it's gone a little crazy. So uh, please uh, come check us out over there. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, Ashley Cartwright says, just let Jericho have his last run. Come on. We will miss him when he's gone. It doesn't have to be great. He knows his body is failing him. G- Chris, it's okay. You can go into the light, brother. It's all right. You don't have to hang around. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Ashley. But over on Tuesdays, uh, you can see me doing ridiculous stuff uh, as a jukebox for whatever your requests are, where I will sing songs as uh, as meme wrestler Tony D'Angelo. And I got this one from the Bad to the uh Jam Beard to sing CM Punk's theme as Tony D'Angelo. So here we go. I, they paid me to do it. I got to do it. I mean,
1: I, absolutely.
0: Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. Oh, I'm the cult of personality like Mussolini. Mussolini is one of my countrymen, my pais- paisan. And Kennedy, I'm the cult of personality, the cult of personality, cult of personality. Neon lights, Nobel Prize. When a mirror speaks, the reflection lies. You don't have to follow me. Only you can set me free. Huh? I'm the cult of personality, Gabagool. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, they paid me to beautiful. do it. I got to do it. Um, Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yes. We'll see you all here uh, next week. And Sean will be back. And the segue will be much, much better. Much better. Bye.